Welcome, listeners, to www.ironradio.org, the website and podcast for all things strength sports and sports nutrition. With your hosts, Lonnie Lowry. Remember, Phil is like a gnarled old oak tree held together with scar tissue and bone spurs. Rob Fortney. And I'm telling you, the pain that I would suffer was beyond excruciating. And Phil Stevens. Do it, Rob. You'll kill all those nerves. Thanks for listening. Welcome, IronRadio.org listeners. This is Dr. Lonnie Lowry, and today we have sort of a special episode. We have Phil filling in, so we'll call it the Phil Filler episode. Enjoy. Hello, Iron Radio listeners, uh, IronRadio.org listeners. This is Phil Stevens, uh, strength athlete, uh, powerlifter, Highland Games athlete, you know, kind of across the board. I'm also the founder of LiftForHope.org and co-founder of StrengthGuild.com as well as many other wonderful things. Um, I'm kind of here as a single host today. It's been a, a bit crazy, but joining me on the show today, we have Jesse the Brain Burdick. He's the founder of and giant head behind Jesse Tech Softcore. It's a new supplement line, and uh, his, his huge product coming out right now is Get Swole 72. Uh, Jesse, thanks for joining us. All right, it's my pleasure, Phil. Thanks so much for having me on. Uh, hello to everyone out in the interwebs. And uh, thanks so much for um, mentioning Get Soul 72. It's, uh, yeah, it's been a product, uh, a lifetime dream of mine, and yeah, it's really starting to come to fruition. And uh, I'm excited about it, excited about um, sharing, um, sharing the dream of mine with the world. There you go. I mean, you know, like we always have, we always pick the best in the world to be on this show. And I want to get right to the point because... I mean, I know I want to hear about, and our listeners want to hear just all about Gitzwell 72 and how it's advertised as kind of the top of the line, uh, top field dragster of the semi-legal supplement world, and it's claims to make any woman or man child from uh, pansy to manly in just three days. How the hell did you come up with that, and what's in it, and how does it work? Well, as, as a pansy uh, myself, um, wanting to be manly, you know, it, uh, it, it, it's been a dream of mine to, to, to be able to do as much as I could with as little possible. So, um, you know, from anywhere from my sex life to the, uh, to the gym to, um, the business world to anything. So, um, <clears throat> very inspired by, <clears throat> excuse me, the, uh, the four hour work week, six minute abs, and, um, mostly the, uh, the wonderful, um, Articles in all the um, you know, in Iron Man, and all all the articles there that just just touting supplements. I figured that if I could find a couple of supplements, fast fast acting enough, and um, powerful enough, you can really um, change anyone into anything as fast as possible. And um, I have been taking some trips both to. Uh, the uh, upper plains of the Ukraine and also uh, in the jungles of the Congo, and I've found some really neat um, some substances and some people to uh, really kind of put some things together. And um, they have a lot of lax rules as far as animal sacrifices and um, just uh, um, how do we say? No, let's say like human organ remain. Um, they do different sort of preservation uh, of their uh, human remains over there, which yield different sort of um, chemical properties in uh, certain things. And you know, I'm, I'm I'm not allowed to tell you exactly what's in there, but um, 
it's the the most powerful stuff no one's ever even seen of this, heard of this, talked about this stuff. So it's going to be, um, it's really going to blow people away, uh, you know, and, and um, the, the product, I think, speaks for itself, the results that we've been having in the, you know, in the first couple of tests, we're in uh, beta 2 testing, are just phenomenal, and, um, you know, we're just starting to get picked up, and you know, we've been offered to be bought by Metrics and, um uh, a couple other companies here, uh, and um, we're going to kind of roll it out on our own and really um, keep it all in-house and really try and grow it as much as we can. Just just for those people who aren't in the know like like us that, you know, are just damn good, where, where exactly is Macongo? Uh, I believe it's in the jungles of South Africa, which I think is near, according to A.J. Roberts, near both Hawaii and Alaska. Alrighty, let's go ahead and take a brief break for some public service messages. Fortress, what is best in life? If you need a break from listening to these barbarians and you want to read something intellectual, check out the library at www.ironradio.org. The feature article this month is about a conference that took place in Canada, an exercise physiology conference where the researchers were literally trying to answer questions like the optimal number of sets and intensity for maximal protein synthesis and muscle growth. There's other juicy material there, like the effects of cortisol and adding more fat cells to your physique over time, how women recover better than men, and tons more. So if you're interested in reading as well as listening, check out www. .ironradio.org and our article library. Thanks. This is Rob Fortress Fortney, and I'm here to let listeners know about the upcoming Strength Workshop, co-hosted by Iron Radio in Las Vegas, Nevada, this coming June. Stay tuned for details. Simply listen to www.ironradio.org, also on iTunes, and check out the site as well. Hope to see you in Vegas, where some of the industry's smartest and strongest guys will be waiting to talk shop with you. Nice. Um, I'm, I'm sure you guys have. You want to talk about um, the scientific studies that have been done? I'm, you know, I'm sure you've got double-blind placebo studies and all that just behind all this stuff. You want to briefly touch on that? Well, I can, I can briefly touch on that. You know, we've had um, both Duke University and also John Hopkins come and, um, well, we contacted them when we found out... Uh, substance specifically both in the Congo and um, in the upper plains of the, uh, the Ukraine there. Um, and they couldn't test everything because there was some ethical uh, bullshit going on as far as, you know, um, what they're able to um, both test and also um, report on. But they, you know, they've, they've helped us out a lot, and it's been a really interesting process. Um, finding out the, um, both the goods and bads and the bureaucracy of... Um, yeah, the testing studies, and I mean, you know, the the legal ramifications of what happens when someone dies when you give them a certain supplement, and you know, it's it's been a real um, real tour of uh, interesting tour through 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 science, uh, business, and um, grave digging. It's been really interesting. Nice. So, I mean, how did you guys get this? I mean, super supplement to be in the the realm of the semi legal supplement. Uh, well, when something has never been, uh, when something's new and has never been really uh, discovered before, you kind of get to classify it. 
So through um, some great lawyering, uh, we were able to classify these substances that we found that are 16 times more anabolic and androgenic than anything out there on the market and on the black market um, as our own substance and call it whatever we wanted to. And it's probably going to take the FDA probably about... Okay, well, normally it takes the FDA anywhere from three to five years in order to catch up to a supplement. Um, but the way that gets Roll 72 is going to take off, I'm going to... I'm going to imagine that, you know, we got about a two, two and a half solid years to be able to push this stuff out, both legally and through, um, in America, and also just keep it overseas and have it be able to be shipped in otherwise. Uh, you know, we're looking at five year, uh, five year plan here just to, just to be able to kind of get this out. Nice. Um, you know, you mentioned that this is kind of a, you can't tell us everything that's in it. So I take it this is a, one of the proprietary blend supplements, like all the good ones that are out, you know, kind of kitchen sink, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Is that right? It's a combination of um, three main ingredients. Um, the, the two I really can't um, expound on. Um, the, one of the other main ingredients is, um, is an upper blend root from um, Ukraine that uh, we found. Um, they have a bunch of... Uh, Reindeer up there, whose uh, whose horns are kind of the, their, the rack of their horns are just grown out of control, and um, we figured, you know, and it, it's actually becoming a problem. They're not able to stand up straight. They're falling over. There's a, a bunch of instances of these just giant um, horned beasts uh, breaking their necks because they're just falling over, and as they're trying to gallop after food. So we figured, you know, what the hell is going on? We kind of followed these um, these animals around and saw what they were eating. And we found this root, I really can't even pronounce it, it's thyroacetylene, thy, thy phosphate, ink, something along those lines. Like, I, I don't have it in front of me, and I don't necessarily know how to, nor do I want to know how to pronounce it. Yeah, um, nobody cares about that. Yeah. No one really cares about that. Anyways, they just <clears> want to make sure that the biceps are going to grow four inches in three days, and it's going to fucking happen. Uh, so that's, uh, that's uh, you know, the second ingredient that we're kind of looking at there. <laughs> oh, that was, that was good. That was, that was good. Everybody, I'm sure you all know that that's kind of a joke, but I, we just had to do it. Um, oh, you like that? That was pretty good. I didn't even know what the fuck was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, you did really good. Like, there were a couple times I almost just started cracking up. Um, to the listeners out there, again, I, I'm sure you know this. This is a joke. If you don't, you need to wake up. Um, I just had to get that going. Give us seven or eight minutes of of having some fun. And, Jesse, you pulled it off great. Oh, that was... You could only expect the joke. I didn't know who was going to be on and what we were going to talk about. So that was, uh, that was really interesting. I, I especially like my geography there. Wasn't that great? <laughs> Yeah, the Macongo, it's where it, the first one I almost started busting up laughing. Um, oh, God. So, um, What's really interesting is I've actually been on a conference call where someone was trying to, um, they said they wanted to sponsor me as far as, a, a, you know, this natural line of supplements and all this other stuff. Um, and <laughs> got to a point where uh, it was almost laughable. To, it was just a giant sales call, and they're telling me about all these roots and vegetables that, indeed, these like giant reindeer in the Ukraine were eating. And the, the reason why they were growing and they were so healthy was because of this, you know, this black elk something or other root. And um, to, to hear that stuff is just—it's just whimsical magic. It's amazing. 
Oh, yeah, but it's every day now. It's every day, sadly. Um, no, we just wanted to get something going early here to have a little fun. And, you know, now we'll take a little break real quick, and then me and Jesse will come back and talk about something a little bit more serious. Okay. Okay, guys, we're back now. I think Jesse's in a, a blizzard up here in, in uh, Northern California. But, um... The topic today is going to be, you know, what do you do training-wise when life gets a bit crazy? So, I mean, how, how do you change it, um, or do you change it? I mean, that's what, um, you know, basically what it really boils down to is, you know, um, talking about stress. And uh, I think it's a subject that um, a lot of people don't pay enough attention to. Um, uh, what people don't understand is, you know, people want to look like um, actors, actresses, professional bodybuilders, professional strongmen, etc. Um, and I think in order to do that, they need to train, eat, um, et cetera, like them, but what they forget is they don't have, um, oftentimes, they don't have the, um, the life that these people do. You know, their job is to be strong and to look like that, et cetera, and, um, they don't have the day to day grind of a nine to five or two kids or anything along yeah. those lines. So, you know, people try and end up overtraining and pretty much grind themselves in the dust, really. Um, you know, whether it be, good stress or bad stress, your body reads it as stress. It doesn't matter. It's not, oh, hey, I just did a bunch of bicep curls or I just had an argument with um, my girlfriend. It reads the same way. Um, so a lot of times people have a bad day or get pissed off or whatever, and um, I'm going to go take my aggressions out of the gym. I'm going to go fix it by going and blasting myself, you know, a squat workout, whatever it is. It ends up, you know, creating kind of a downward spiral for people. Um, you know, it's uh, there, there, there's a quote out there by Buddy Morris that says that you're, the, the body actually reads a heavy resistance training workout as more stress to the body than a broken bone. So you couple that on top of, let's just say, if someone's moving from Northern California back home to Kansas, the stress of trying to move a family and everything along those lines, you couple all that together, you're going to get a real wall of stress and a real central nervous system drain that, you know, someone may or may not be equipped for, uh, may not ever really be equipped or ready for. Yeah. So I'm always, you know, when they're my athletes, when they're my, uh, my people, you know, I'm always asking, trying to figure out what they, you know, how they're feeling, et cetera, uh, which will determine what they do. But, you know, general, um, blanket statement would be, you know, if you're stressed out and, you know, just go and kind of do some stuff until you feel better and then leave, you know, and really take your time in between stuff, um, between sets and between exercises, et cetera, and really actually try and listen to your body, what's your body telling you. And um, you may be surprised. You may, like, literally drive to the gym, and I've done this, going through some stuff. I've literally driven to the gym and then driven back home, so. Yeah. You know, I think the thing people forget is that, like you said, I mean, everything plays a part. You know, if if you have a real bad day, that's going to stress you out, wear you out as, as much as training. And I think Dan John said it. He has his work, play, pray, rest, or recover, whatever the heck it is. And all those things want balance. When something gets big in this big pie, 
the another slice has to get smaller. Right. Um, you know, so so when when my life is taking up all of this pie, my training can only take this much. Um, because if not, I'll just I'll run over and there'll be pie spilling out on the floor, and <laughs> that's not a good thing. No, um, the floor pie is not good, and un- unbeknownst <laughs> to most people, it's um. I think the other aspect is to, I mean, I know, like me right now, going through all that I am, you know, people don't realize how little you can train to potentially maintain and maybe even make progress. Yeah, um, yeah I totally agree. And uh, that was one of the main um, ingredients what uh, Jim Wendler was talking about when he was out here at uh, the Reactive Gym in Pleasanton, California, for his, the seminar out here. His whole goal is, you know, how little can I do and... Um, how much can I uh, benefit from it? You know, he's trying to do as little possible and, you know, break records and break PRs. Um, and, you know, the, what's the old saying, you know, a little bit goes a long way or whatever the hell it goes. And, yeah. you know, that it, it's times like these when you're stressed to the gills where you'll find out, like, oh, hey, maybe, you know, maybe I don't even need to really do five to eight sets of everything. Maybe I really only need to do one or two. And, you know, the numbers don't really matter, and the sets don't really matter. You just go yeah. into the like, oh, nah, I feel some blood in there, I'm good to go. Yeah. Let's say, you know, I like me personally, I'm, I'm just shooting to get my one or two days in there. And go in with no goal, but just work hard. And exactly. like you said, once you feel better, get out. And then just, just coast that way until you're through whatever you're, whatever muck and grime you're, you're grinding through. Exactly. And uh, you're going to come out the other end, and, and you'll be fairly clean compared to if you're if you're fighting it and this and that, and then you're going to end up just in, in a bad way. Um, yeah. Now, on, on the opposite end, you know, there's been some um, some legendary stories of, you know, like Chuck Vogelpohl or some people at Westside and some other people who have gone through some amazing amounts of stress, you know, um, including, you know, car accidents and literally driving to the gym and squatting over thousands of pounds at the same time. But, um, again, it's a different human being. Um, that and that, than anyone. Um, still not 100% positive. Chuck is a human being. Um, <laughs> you know, those people are so mentally strong that they are literally able to tell their body what is different and what is what. Pretty much, they they push their body around and tell them what what's going on. They're some of the most mentally strong people in the world. And um, not everyone has that switch. Not everyone can turn it off and bifurcate and say, home is home, gym is gym, work is work. There are people out there who can do it. Um, and, you know, you can go ahead and experiment and find it out, but, you know, odds are you're probably not one of them. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, that story Jim was telling about about Chuck, where he, he was forced to not deadlift for a couple months or whatever and went in and hit hit an all-time PR in the deadlift. And, you know, so maybe even training through all that wasn't his best thing. He was just, you know, due to the fact he's kind of a genetic freak, he was able to. It doesn't mean it was the best thing for him to do. Right. Um, you know, that's that's another case and another topic for another time I want to touch sometime. That's kind of the old, uh, you need to follow the rule, not the exception. And right. everybody wants to follow the exception. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, when I got into everything again, you know, I mentioned uh, before that I had a really great mentor, uh, Paul Childress. When I was going through the Westside program and um, the conjugate system and going through everything and um, trying to find my own way, you know, he was always uh, more than willing to chat with me and talk with me. And 
one of the rules that I, you know, that I kind of took away from from all the conversations is, is they told me, you know, take the top ten percent of everyone in weight classes and pretty much just throw away whatever they do because they're the only people in the world who can do what they do because they figured out what works exactly for them. Um, so don't try and do everything that they do. You know, that doesn't, you know, they're, they're cores of everything that, you know, the people who are the most successful out there are the people who work the hardest. You know, that's yeah. pretty much what it boils down to, but you don't necessarily have to do exactly the same thing. Um, I think that's kind of missed on a lot of people. Um, and, you know, it is, it, that, that's a topic that does deserve its own, pretty much its own yeah. power. <laughs> it's one of those things that I've told people, you know, you kind of just, just follow the, the rule and you'll know if you're an exception. But yeah, we can we can move on from there. Um, you know, I don't know. Do you think there's some some hands down rules that we could probably lay out? I mean, how how does a person know when what to do as far as just backing off um, when when things are crazy? Let's say, you know, your example of you know picking up your family, changing changing jobs, moving to Kansas, this and this from, from Northern California. How is it a just less is more type of thing? Just just go in and get the minimum in, or, or what do you tell them? You know, um, I would just kind of go on how you're feeling, and, you know, if I would go on things as, you know, if they're easy to do, then it's kind of the right thing to do. Um, so if you come to the gym later, you're going to get in your car, you're going to forget your, <laughs> your chain log, your shoes, your belt, your your gym bag and your your water bottle and you're going to drive two blocks come back three times and pick all that stuff up that's life telling you that's your brain saying I'm not ready to leave the house <laughs> you should probably stay home now if you get in the car and you get a really good freaking song and you're jamming and you're getting to the gym and you get in and it's good to see everyone I haven't seen everyone excited to kind of talk and check things out and you know go through some stuff cool if you get in there and you know you start deadlifting or you gotta grab the bar start benching in 225 which is you know for you not necessarily a really heavy um a weight maybe for some other people but for some sort of a percentage if, if you know if that first or second jump that you take after taking the bar feels like ooh man this is heavy you know, a lot of times when, you know, if you if, if it's just normal, maybe you're just not warmed up correctly, maybe it's just not some other stuff, but in this instance, it, it's heavy. Yeah, that's 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 a big one to learn. I think it takes time, and that's, you know, that topic there alone is I always tell people to try and keep their warm-ups the same. You know, if I'm going to 405, I always hit the bar, then 135, then, you know, just have that ritual, and then you know on any given day, when I get to, say, 225 as your example, I know what it feels like on an average day. And then you can make the call from there. And it's yeah. just because I've done it every single time. Right. I always hit this load for this many reps on the way up. And uh, you get that ingrained in you, and then, you know, call it from there. And, you know, maybe the number one thing is just, you know, just get something solid in, take it for what it is, Walk away knowing that just because you did something, it's a lot better than nothing, and it's going to help you preserve it. Like like we were saying, it doesn't take much to just hang on to what you got, unless you're like 78 years old, you know, and you're fighting that downhill battle. But right. if you're anywhere from 18 to 50 even, I mean, you're going to you're gonna hang on to things pretty well, and you can do it with the bare minimum. Yeah, um, and, and you know, that's a, has 
still have to do with how people react to stress. You know, if there's a major stress in their life, you know, some people are are eaters, some people are starvers, some people yeah. are criers, some people, you know, bottle that shit up. You know, um, yeah. you gotta kind of know. You know, if you're if you're a talented enough coach, you're gonna know what kind of person your athlete is. If you're yeah. a talented enough lifter you're going to know what kind of person you are and how you react to stuff. So you know that the best thing is probably for you is to get out of the house. Just get away from it for a little minute. You know, kind of come to your oasis. Um, maybe you do, maybe you don't do anything. It's going to depend on the feel. But what it's going to do is it's going to actually make you fresher coming back to things. And that's what the gym should be for a lot of people. Um, you know, people shouldn't, I have to. It should be, I want to. I, I, I want to get to the gym. It's going to make me better. Um, but you gotta, you got to let it make you better. you know, you got to believe that being there and doing the right amount of work or just enough work or just enough to feel something is going to be enough. And um, that's the biggest part because, you know, a lot of times I think it's ingrained. You know, if you're not sweating, if you're not panting, if you're not dead on the floor, you know, no pain, no gain mentality, then you're not going to elicit any sort of response to your body. Um, you know, and that's... Uh, incredibly incredibly old school and that's still rampant in um, both the industry yeah. and just in general practical knowledge yeah. no I mean I think that's exactly it I mean even those people that I, I do a pretty good job of thriving on stress and w- when something's thrown in my face it's like I take that as my mission to kick its butt but I mean the last thing you want to do is is then stress over training right. and you see that in people a lot they're like oh well what if I have a bad workout and they're trying to write down exactly what they're going to do and this and that and they're stressing about I got to figure out the perfect workout that I can do during this time and you know just go do it relax and take what's there yep. and because the last thing you need is more stress while you're being stressed right. um, so you know I think that's good stuff um, I really don't have much more to add except for than that I mean just kind of know that when when this one slice of your pie again gets big these other ones need to shrink down I mean if you're if your training gets huge well your rest better match it that means this other two things in your life need to go away um, you know there's just not enough room to to train like a power lifter and then also go out and play basketball as much as a basketball player does and and do all this other stuff so right and I think what's um, for people to understand is the, the, the reason that we're saying this is because we've done it and we've been yeah. there and we've gone through it, you know, it, some of the best learning you're ever going to do is going to be going through things. Um, yeah. And I think it's uh, important for you to turn back around and pass that on to people, you know. And some of the uh, most talented coaches out there and most talented athletes out there that I know have almost driven themselves to death, literal oh, yeah. bedside death, um, yeah. Yeah. through doing something just totally stupid. You know, I know I did it. I almost killed myself in college. I almost did it all three or four times. I put myself in the hospital at Mono, and I would go on, but I had to do my German volume training. I had to get yeah. that in. And, you know, I'd, I'd be, you know, I'd be able to come and get me from my dorm and take me to the hospital. And they'd say, what the hell are you doing? I'd be like, hey, Tolkien said, if I don't do this, then my arm's going to grow. But if you don't yeah. stop doing this stuff, you're going to kill yourself. Like, ah, well, yeah. you know, you're just doctors. You know? Yeah. So, you know, maybe not listen to doctors, but, you know, the reason why we're sitting here trying to treat that and um, take our time and um, write articles about it and tell everyone about it is to keep people from that position, to, you know, yeah, to make exactly. sure that they can not be in a position. Not everyone has to go to the hospital to learn a lesson. So, 
you know, hopefully some people take something away from it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's one of those been there, done that things, and I think that's the great thing about this show and the guests we have on. Um, right. We're you know we're generally giving out great information. So that was a good one, Jesse. Thanks. I mean, the first part was phenomenal. I love. I'm looking forward to your. I'm looking forward to my first bottle of Get Swole seventy two. Oh, and, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> putting those four inches on in three days. You got and, it. Uh, <laughs> and that's about it. I guess we'll talk to you later. Thanks a lot. Well, hey, thanks so much. Bro. I really appreciate it. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Catch you later. For the best sports nutrition information on the planet, make plans to attend the 8th Annual ISSN Conference and Expo, June 23rd to 25th, 2011, at the Westin Las Vegas Hotel, Casino, and Spa. We'll have the latest on creatine, beta-alanine, protein, nutrient timing, and much, much more. So... For more information, go to www.vissn.org. Iron Radio is accepting donations. If you like Iron Radio, if you like what we do, uh, the education, interviewing uh, industry personalities, or many of the pro bodybuilders or coaches that we've had in the past, uh, please just click on the donate button at www.ironradio.org and make a donation. We've had some great donations from people that have kept us going. Thank you so much. Uh, so please visit uh, the website, click on the donation button, or if you like, uh, and it's a similar situation, buy some Iron Radio cool stuff. We've got t-shirts and mugs and things like that, and those things help support the site and keep us on the air. The Iron Radio Podcast and all of the audio on ironradio.org is for informational purposes only. If you're interested in starting a diet or exercise program, it's important to check with your physician. Also seek the help of registered dietitians, athletic trainers, and qualified exercise physiologists in order to make the progress that you need.